Bonnaby is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week, we talk news, what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness because we are the culture. Welcome to Bukaka, y'all. Yo, what up, what up, what up, everybody here? This is the Spawn of Me podcast. I'm your host, Khalif Adams. This is the Spawn of Me podcast with Khalif Adams. What the deal be? I hope you're all doing well. I hope you're having a wonderful week. I hope you're having a wonderful start to your week. We are doing our show a little bit later this week, or I should say we're doing it early for this week and late for last week because we didn't get the show out because uh, I was dead tired. Still uh, going through my bout of vertigo. We're working on week two of my work of my vertigo bout, which is not great. Uh, I'm still walking around like a baby calf uh, trying to figure it out. Uh, but I feel good enough to be able to rock out and put out a show. Uh, so we did it today on Monday. So this will go up probably in a couple of hours, actually, after this has gone live here on twitch.tv slash spawn on me. So make sure you're checking out all the audio that we have going up there. We have some fantastic content that's already on the feeds. So please, please, please make sure you're checking that stuff out in the mix. Shout out to all the wonderful folks in our chat today if you're watching the live show shout out to nikki movement shout out to christian shout out to dr jones shout out to so many wonderful folks who are here who are hanging out in the chat and if you want to go watch us we're usually on twitch.tv slash me around 6 p.m pst uh in the evenings on wednesday evenings. so we're trying to do something a little different uh, you know, our, our show usually is going to drop on Wednesdays. I want to keep that schedule because I feel like that is a good spot. But what we're going to try to do is we're going to do, you know, the live show uh, first run on Twitch. And then we're going to do a repeat of that show over on our YouTube channel. So one, we're not breaking our contract with Twitch. And two, we're starting to try to figure out like good ways that we can, you know, pull in some folks on the YouTube side and, and grow our audience over there. So, you know, We'll be trying to do a little work there. We're going to play around a lot with format and and things like that. So I think that's going to be a thing that um, is pretty pretty awesome. Uh, If you watch the live stream... Uh, here on Twitch and you're listening in podcast form. Again, thank you so much for all that work. We've been putting out the word to see if we can get more folks to uh, give us reviews on Apple Podcasts and everywhere else that we're going. Uh, And we also, uh, I was showing before the stream started a video of uh, the Oregon coast. We were taking our anniversary trip. Uh, My wife and I just uh, had our 10 year anniversary uh, a couple days ago um, and it was gorgeous. We had such a fun time uh, in, in, in the after show. Uh, I'll show you the camera that I was using because I want to show that off. It's pretty sweet, actually. It's actually kind of dope. Um, actually, I'll do it really quick real here, and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about it. So this camera is called the DGI Action Camera. It is a really awesome piece of kit. So it has camera on the front, has a camera on the back. I'm sorry, screen on the back. So if you're using it just in its kind of native form, it, it, it's a really small camera that you can attach to a lot of different devices. You can wear it on a necklace because it has this magnetic uh, attachment. Uh, it's super rad. Uh, and then it has this, uh, has a couple of different components. One is an extra screen. So if you're doing a selfie, you can kind of look at it um, and do it that way. And, and then when you want to kind of connect the two, you basically just 
snap them together and they fit together uh, so that you can use them for your content. This is a rad camera. Um, I really like it. I think it's actually pretty dope. Um, super cool for uh, lots of different kinds of content. I'll talk a little bit more in the after show, but just wanted to show that off uh, super quick. Uh, to be able to show that off uh, and dig into it. This week, we have a couple of different stories to dig into and a couple of games to talk about. Um, it's going to be, I don't know, not too long of a show, but I think it'll be feature-rich and packed uh, for all of you who are fans of all that kind of business. But it's been really good to get back on the mic and feel you know, like I'm getting back in the mode. It's been a really weird couple of weeks uh, besides being sick and not feeling good. Um, I got a new job uh, that I'll be talking about soon. Uh, I'm not sure when I'm going to share the, the, the information about that, but uh, it's going to be working for a video game studio. So that's going to be pretty amazing and awesome. Super excited about that. I'm going to ship my first game. Uh, which is going to be nuts. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that maybe in the next episode. I'm still trying to figure out the best ways to talk about it um, and get into that conversation. So thank you for everyone who has put out good words, put me in your thoughts about all of that cool uh, stuff. Cause you know, I've been unemployed for a couple of months now. I left, left riot games uh, in February of this year. And, and now we're in almost uh, May, June, uh, we're almost in, in the middle of May. Uh, so it's been a couple months that I've been out of work, but it's been great to be able to have some time to think about what we want to do and, you know, reflect about all the work that I want to make sure is happening and, you know, how I'm kind of connected in those ways to everything that's happening. Um, so thank you again for everyone who put out good vibes for your boy uh, out in the world and um, really do appreciate that because that stuff is always amazingly appreciated the, the the job market is hard it's not easy to to you know find good places to land especially when you are a college dropout such as myself i did not get my degree so it means even more that i'm able to kind of find good places to you know connect and 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 find good work and things that mean something to me and and in places that i care about um so yeah i'll be talking more about that soon uh but again thank you everybody for the kind words there also shout out to our friends over at motive for sending over uh this dope ishimura uh crew member sweatshirt and hoodie again check it out if you're watching the video versions of this uh has my name on it it's cool uh has a really big logo on the back for the ishimura from dead space on it i love it it's super dope it makes me feel sexy in my body also um, just want to say uh, massive love to everyone out there who uh, celebrated Mother's Day. Mother's Day was, yes, uh, this weekend. Uh, so, so shout out to everybody who celebrated Mom's Day. Uh, shout out to everybody else who's been in the mix, who's been really, really happy and excited uh, about all of those things. And everybody who is still using you know, everything they can to keep themselves safe in, in all of that business. Because we are still in the mother effing pandemic. So be careful out there, be safe, all those good things for all of that. So with all that blathering out of the way, let's get into the news of the week with the 411. 
So, first story of the week is Xbox Live was down for about 12 plus hours or so over the weekend. Uh, And that outage raised a lot of concern across everyone who's in the Xbox ecosystem and everyone who's a player about what does it mean when Xbox Live goes down, when they have so many connected services and what happens when like many folks, myself included, you were unable to play some of your games during the weekend. There was this thing that happened. I don't know why, I don't know what, I don't know how, but something happened. And you know, these are things that go along with working in these new connected spaces. Well, not new, Xbox Live has been around for a very long time at this point. Uh, But what happens when services go down and DRM is tied to connecting you to the things that you have purchased, the things that are within systems that no longer have the ability for you to have specific control on those things. Um, Xbox Live and the folks at Xbox did a really good job of messaging out to the community to say, hey, we're working on a fix. We're trying to make it happen. It went down, then it went back up, then it went back down. Um, But for everyone who was on the Xbox uh, console and trying to figure out how they were going to play their games on Game Pass and other stuff that they had licenses for... Um, it was hard for folks because you couldn't have access to stuff that you you played or paid for. So I was trying to play Rogue Legacy 2 over the weekend. Um, I'm a Game Pass subscriber. Hit the button that was basically like, if you have Game Pass, you have access to this. Tried to get access to it, tried to play it, couldn't play it. Wouldn't show up. It was on the, the Microsoft Store. Wouldn't start. It would kind of it would start and it would say if you have access to this or you have a disc to it, you know you can play it. You know I don't. I'm never gonna own another disc again at this point. Like I'm never gonna own another one. It doesn't make sense for me to to have physical media anymore. I'm actually like yo. I want everything in the digital future. I don't want anything on disc anymore. So what I wind up doing was they give you this option on the store where it says manage in one spot, where is the, the space that if you've already downloaded, you can kind of you can do what you need to do with it. And then it had an option to buy it. So I was like, yo, I want to play it. It's not that expensive. It's like 20 bucks. I'll cop it. I bought it and I was able to play the game and had access to it. So... There were workarounds to a problem that is going to be more prevalent with more online services taking the forefront of what that looks like. But it is still problematic that if you did have access to some of that stuff and you were not going to purchase it, then you are kind of out of luck to be able to play something that you already own. I didn't check other titles, um, stuff that I'd pre that I'd previously paid for or stuff that was already on Xbox live or on Xbox game pass. But I do wonder what the experience was for a lot of different people who were trying to get online and trying to play games and trying to do all that kind of stuff. And it just pulls back the conversation about, you know, what does this mean for, you know, the digital future. What does this mean for DRM? What does this mean for games that you, you know, again, say you have access to and you have ownership of, but to a certain extent, you kind of don't, right? Like you have access to the access of getting it. You have access to the platforms that hold that stuff and not necessarily the actual stuff. 
Um, so I wonder, what does that mean for the future going forward? It brings up big conversations about like what is Xbox going to do to kind of rectify this because DRM to a certain extent is is mega useful. It keeps some of your your purchases and stuff more tied to you and more you know relegated to what you're doing. Um, and keeps that data and things connected in, in, in that space so that you can have this space where all of those cross-connected, cross-play ideas still kind of work. And there's a check to make sure that you're not pirating uh, content and stuff like that. But also, when something fails within that system, we see what we had last weekend or this past weekend, and that throws a huge wrinkle into the ideas around uh, what does this mean for an all digital future, right? I think people are still trying to figure out what does that mean in a real way? Uh, what does that mean for services that are tripling down like, like Xbox doing this kind of thing? Um, and what does that mean for what happens for, again, the future of the digital space? I am, you know, I am still like, I'm going all digital. It doesn't make a difference to me um, in that space because I'm not gonna own physical media anymore. Um, I think this really plays into the conversation about if you're an Xbox S owner as well of like that kind of is the good in between space where, you know, it is kind of the more we want you to focus in on digital games. We have a smaller hard drive, small form factor, kind of take it wherever you go so that when you're on and when you're on the Internet, you have access to your stuff. That makes a little bit of that less appealing if you're not a person who's really kind of bought all in on that layer of these new ecosystems that we wind up kind of connecting and, and collaborating around. So that's going to be really interesting to see what happens moving forward with this. Um, I think, you know, uh, Roy Martin says in our chat, he says, especially once this new streaming stick comes out, no way around an outage for that as far as I know. Yeah, it changes a lot of the ways that, you know, we're going to talk about how does this work? It's going to change a lot about how does the marketing change around this. And for the most part, like, and, I, and the folks over at, um, no, uh, there's been a couple of folks who are still doing work around, like, talking about this in a real way. But I would love to get folks back on the show from Xbox to talk about, like, how do you solve for a problem like this? I think these kinds of issues are um, still work like teams are still working through it they're still trying to figure out what's the best route to give you what you want give you what you have paid for while also understanding that you know if you've ever worked in infosec or infrastructure as as a person as a network admin or anything else you know you know the onslaught that is coming towards big platforms like this every day to keep those systems online it's always a little frustrating to see the audiences get super mad about when outages like this happen when for the most part the systems work fine all the time 
right? And people get really, really upset and they get really mad. They're like, oh, this is terrible. And this is broken. And I don't understand. All this is kind of shitty and all this stuff. But I was like, yeah, but this is a rare occurrence as opposed to something that happens more often, right? So I think you have to remember to give people grace when things get broken. And sometimes that's about to happen because we live in tech, a world of technology that is always on. We are no longer in a not always on world when it comes to video games, when it comes to media, when it comes to a lot of stuff. So it's going to be really, really uh, interesting to see how that plays itself out. Uh, going to be kind of, um, you know, curious to see how they work themselves around this and curious also how they market around this too. You know, do they give you an offline mode like you see on Steam, which is kind of great to be able to have you know is that going to be the the fix for something like this of having that out having that offline mode be within that conversation right how do you how do you build that into the mix so i think that's going to be a huge thing that's going to be really wild i i have an expectation to see you know some messaging from the, the xbox team about this and how they want to go about fixing this in the future while also bolstering their their their, their, their servers or whatever it is the the kind of services that back up all of the things that are within the xbox live ecosystem in a in a real way because people were not happy it, it changed a lot of the conversation i don't think they took a full step backward but it is a thing that is another knock on the always on always connected thing that we see that a lot of folks when you put it into a, a specific game get really upset when the things don't work but when you have your service be the the foundation of all of that um it changes that conversation in a much bigger space with a much larger magnitude uh, so we'll see what that means for the future there so uh next story uh for this week is uh a user created demo using unreason uh, unreason ha! unreal engine 5 from a guy named subject n on reddit put together a train station environment and they use their own assets they put it all together put in unreal engine 5 and the internet is talking about it pretty hard right now everyone is discussing how like wild this looks in terms of how pretty it is and how realistic it looks and you know how this could have been used in a potential horror movie and all this kind of stuff this is uh japanese um train station uh and you can fully move around the environment at least up to some of the stairs it looks like you know the the character in the in the in the demo is kind of moving through it and 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 looking and turning on the lights and changing the atmosphere by you know going from daytime to nighttime you can see all of the ways that the light interacts with the geometry and the ways that we have an expectation to in that real life way of the ambient occlusion kind of changing when you're moving from the sunlight into the into the dark spaces you're seeing the you know the glare that you have in your eyes where you get that one kind of hit um when looking at something really bright and you get kind of blinded for a second and it kind of then refocuses all that kind of stuff it is all the stuff that i have been telling all of you for the past three years <laughs> it was kind of funny to be able to see all this stuff happen um on twitter uh today and be like i done told y'all a bunch of times that this is gonna be the future this is what's gonna happen this is how this is gonna work 
Unreal Engine is going to be the thing that's going to drive a lot of these experiences, both for the game space, for the experience space, for the virtual production space, and hopefully <laughs> for Spawn of Me too. I'm hoping that that's going to be a thing, right? Where I get to walk around a a a a, a space like this in 3d space in real time while doing a show like this and showing you you know something that we had just talked about but like show the asset really high um and high fidelity be able to walk around in spaces like this it is really cool i think it's beautiful i think it's awesome I, I, you know i love stuff like this again unreal engine i think is going to be a a big boon to a lot of folks who are you know really paying attention to the technology space and thinking about how um you know how that's all going to look and all going to work um and i i'm just here for it um i think i you know i'm i'm i am amazingly uh like excited for you know what the future of this is going to wind up being i think the thing that you should be paying attention to all the time is like those yearly state of unreal uh showcases that come up you're they're telling you on front street all the cool stuff that's coming and things that are now usable for you as a person who is just a a, a fan of technology you can use all of these things Quixel is a part of that conversation. Unreal Engine is free. You can get in if you have a beefy enough computer and do this on your own. This is fan made. Uh, I'm sure that you know some of these assets. He said all these assets was were were, were theirs, uh, and you know maybe they'll put them on the marketplace and sell it so that you can use it too and play around in these spaces and make your own versions of it. So. If you're a fan of the show, a fan of Spawn on Me, uh, we're really starting the process of what these conversations can be for our show. So if you are a, a, a producer of these kind of environments, get at me. I want to pay you to make this stuff. Uh, and, and we're going to need some help in terms of folks who are going to be able to help us with the workflows to be able to get this off the ground in a real way for sometime in 2023, maybe 2024. Uh, and hopefully, definitely with the Spawnies, I want to do some Unreal Engine cool stuff uh, and change the podcasting game in a real way. Uh, so get up with me. This is really cool. Go check it out on Twitter. A lot of folks are talking about it. It's Unreal Engine uh, Station is the is the, the phrase that I looked up. Uh, to go find out what this was and, and saw it on my feed. Uh, so go check it out. It's really well done. You know, just this, the small details of the lighting and the reflections and, you know, the way it changes from dark to light, you know, when you go from daytime to nighttime and how the atmosphere changes all through that. Super wild and amazingly dope. So uh, make sure you're paying attention to that and get up with all of us here at Spawnomy. Um, last news story for today um is all about let me see if i can find it last last news story uh for today is all about um lizzo is lizzo coming to twitch grammy winner lizzo got hit up by the man the myth the legend twitch master master of social media master of the 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 game of tagging people on twitter 
Ray Apollo at Ray Apollo said, I want to see at Lizzo stream on Twitch so bad. And Lizzo responded was like, yo, what's Twitch? <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I want to, I want to find out. So shout out to Ray. Uh, Ray, who has been a, a dear friend and fan of the show and fam of the show, uh, you know, always out there making it happen. I think this would be a really fun project. I see a lot of folks tagging some of our favorite folks, the Black Girl Gamers and, and X Mira Mira and all those folks to be like, help Lizzo get on Twitch. It'll be a cool, uh, it'll be a fun time. I think if they get it done and, and make it happen, I think it could be really interesting uh, to make it happen. And also this picture, if you're watching Ray, I love you and you deserve to get memed in every possible way uh, because of all the things that you do. Uh, so y'all can clip that and send that to Ray. I don't care what you do. Just tag me in it. Make sure you tag him with this look on his face right here. <laughs> Somebody clip it. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that could be cool. Like, what would that look like? Is that a music stream? We've seen Twitch kind of do this really interesting thing where, you know, they've pulled in some music stars to be able to come onto the platform on their music stuff and stream and make music. And like the interesting thing about Twitch, and I think a thing that I think that they're missing on the music side is like they could be doing the NPR version of Tiny Desk on Twitch and they're not doing it. They're kind of doing, but they're not really doing it. I think it would be fire if they actually did it. Like do NPR tiny desk with all these dope streamers, you know, get them the, the people who they need to get connected to, you know, get them the resources they need. They have the money. They can get all the equipment they need. They just need someone to run the stream. I mean, hell I'll run the stream remote. I've been doing remote production on, on streams for over three years now. So like if you, Lizzo, you want someone to run your stream for you? I'll run your stream for you. It's easy. I got you. I will do it for not free, but I'll do it. <laughs> so uh, is Lizzo coming in Twitch? I hope so. That could be cool for Twitch. Um, you know, maybe we get, maybe, maybe we bug Lizzo to come on to the Spawnies and do a, and do a, a performance for the Spawnies. That would be fun as dope. That would be fun as dope. That'd be fun as hell. Wow. My brain isn't ready. That wasn't even right. That wasn't even the actual phrasing that I wanted to say. That's what happens when you've been in the space for a minute and you've been rusty when you're doing your show. Yo, fun is dope. Okay. That was not exactly what I wanted, but that is what it is. Anyway, we're going to talk about what we've been playing. We got a couple of games to talk about. We got uh, Trek to Yomi and the Evil Dead game is coming out this week. So I want to talk a little bit about my time with it. Um, and uh, tell you about something that's going to be dropping, a little content that's going to be dropping for something epic on Wednesday of this week around that game. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Be right back. Wee. What's good, everybody in Chicago? Khalif here. We have lots of great conversations to have for the rest of 2022. Hoping that you're having a fantastic beginning to your year. I wanted to share some good news with you early. I think it's super cool that I get a chance to say this out loud, but we are now part of the Epic Content Creator Program. Please use our creator code spawn on me at checkout in the EGS store. You get to help us grow. You get to help Bercago get bigger. And you also now get something very, very cool because every month we're gonna be doing a fantastic video series that looks into some of the great games that are in the Epic Games Store. So 
That means we're going to have conversations with developers. We're going to have conversations with folks on the Epic side of things. Maybe some folks who are going to be dealing with metahumans or even folks who are going to be doing stuff in Unreal Engine. So lots of great conversations are going to be coming through with a very new video series called Something Epic uh, that I'm very excited to do. And every month you'll have a new video uh, that's going to dig into, you know, a new game or, you know, a, or a game that's just in the store or, you know, even some upcoming content that's going to be in that space as well. So I'm very excited about that. We already have three episodes ready to go. Uh, we have one that's our friend Ariel Knight and Never Yield. We also have the folks from Ember Lab. So we're going to be talking about Kena, Bridge of Spirits. And then also one I'm super excited for. And I think the one that we're probably going to drop first is going to be all around the Matrix Unreal Engine demo. I am super excited to share that content with you. We have lots of goodies coming, so please stay tuned. It'll be on our YouTube channel uh, and we'll be sharing that out monthly. So I'm super excited, super excited to be in the program and hope that you all dig all the content that we're gonna be doing with our new show, Something Epic. We'll see you all very, very soon. Make sure you're checking us out on socials at Khalif Adams, at Spawn On Me. And yeah, massive love to my friends over Epic for letting us be a part of your family and getting some dope things in for the rest of the year. Much love to you all. We'll see you soon. Peace. Welcome back to the Spawn on Me podcast. Again, thank you so much for being here and for rocking out with us on the show. If you missed the beginning parts of the show, I was talking a lot about what's been going on with me and you know the rest of the world and stuff that we're trying to do. We talked about Lizzo coming to Twitch potentially. We talked about the Xbox outage and how that affects DRM. And yeah, we talked a little bit about Unreal Engine 5 being the future of all this good stuff. So make sure you're checking out the beginning parts of the show uh, and give it some love. I've been playing a couple things uh, that have been really, really fun. I should have put Rogue Legacy 2 on this list as well. Uh, but for now, we're going to talk about Trek to Yomi over from our friends uh, over at Devolver Digital, uh, putting that out in the world. I'll keep it short and sweet because there's not a lot to dig into, but I think Trek to Yomi is like a really, really awesome game. I think a lot of people are going to sleep on it. Um, in a way that is, you know, not fair uh, because, you know, there's always, you know, interesting stuff to see how it's going to actually kind of like reach an audience. Trek to Yomi is side scrolling, black and white, uh, samurai story uh, based in feudal Japan where you are revenging your teacher who was uh murdered within your site you, you saw this happen in real time some 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 vagrants came to come and kill uh people in your village and they kill your you kill your teacher kill your master um and sadly uh you know they got them they got them uh but what you do is you wind up kind of showing, you know, yourself come through as the student who is learning how to uh, be a part of this world and, 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 you know, defeat all of these folks who are, you know, coming to take over your village. And I like it a lot. Um, it's a game that I'm digging a bunch. Uh, and I think the thing that is 
coming through on it that I really want to reflect on is, you know, there are a couple of games that do this thing where they play with foreground and background. They do this balance of you trekking through, um, you know, the space and, 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 and the environment. And they usually do it just on the 2D plane. So you can see stuff moving in the background while you're doing stuff in the foreground. You're kind of jumping in between the background and foreground uh, when you're playing games and kind of like balancing all those things out while you fight. What makes this game so much cooler about that is the fact that when when you are moving throughout the environment, the space is much wider. It's much deeper. Uh, so you're moving the camera kind of far when you're moving from the background to the foreground. And it's a really brilliant way in the way they're telling the story because you're trooping through these 3D environments Um and just seeing so much small detail and everything. I f- it feels like if you were to take Ghost of Tsushima, flatten it down into a 2D space, but give it some more depth in that front and background, they nail it. They nail the the, the black and white feel. Like it, it feels so cool to be able to live in this world and feel like you are not only living in it, but are interacting with stuff that's, you know, throughout the space in the same way we talked about the lighting in that ue demo this gets done really well within this because you're balancing those white and blacks you're balancing those lights and darks in a real way um combat feels pretty interesting uh kind of normal fare you know you learn some new techniques throughout the time that you play it uh you know you, you're learning more samurai techniques of how to kill these assailants and people who are coming to you uh and you wind up kind of moving you know in these spaces where not only are you thinking about the characters that you see that you interact with, but you're also seeing the the the, the characters kind of jump out of the backgrounds and the foregrounds to come attack you, which adds this extra layer of um, just immersion that goes through this game that I think is actually pretty br- pretty brilliant. I love the art style. I think it is probably I haven't seen I haven't seen the game do this as well like this in this kind of black and white motif since the indie darling of inside some some years ago that game is still one of my favorite games of all time um this has a lot of inside vibes when it comes to the uh background foreground stuff um and then i I like that it digs into a little bit of supernatural stuff too uh in in the game that i won't spoil because i think it's really really good um in the way that it comes through polarin says the presentation also feels like a point and click adventure from the 90s too which is also a cool vibe absolutely i think i think it does have a little bit of that point and click vibe feel like you are you want to tap on everything that's around you uh if you're playing with a controller it doesn't really feel that way because it isn't a cursor but i would love to be able to do that if you're playing it on pc which is you know uh, even 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 a cooler space to kind of mess around with it i'm digging it i think it's a game you should check out uh i think it's on game pass if i'm not mistaken so go check that out i think that's great you know check it out for air quotes free uh and play around and trek to yomi again the folks from devolver just don't miss i think they pick some of the smartest most interesting games out there uh and i'm just always uh really impressed with the games that they put into their portfolio i think they just really are thoughtful about stuff that they want to mess around with and you know play with and poke around in and give all these kinds of ideas life to be able to live for that we get a chance to play those things i i'm always 
super excited to get into those into those games and into those spaces and this was a game that i'm also just like very very hyped for uh to be able to play more of and and get more time in for it uh so yeah massive love to the to the folks over who have made trek to yomi i have to go find out the dev names i forgot uh so someone in chat has that for me let me know i'll 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 comment on it uh, but yeah, like controls feel okay. There's some uh, some wonkiness with the way that you parry. I feel like that timing on that stuff isn't really great, but I think overall, you know, pretty pretty comprehensive stuff. Feels good. Interesting story. Really really good art style, and they just kind of nail all that stuff. Last game, Flying Wild Hog is the name of the dev. Thank you, chat. Appreciate y'all for, for sending that over. Thank you much for that. Last game that I was playing um, a week or two ago um, is the Evil Dead game. Evil Dead game is dropping uh, this week on Friday exclusively on the um, Epic Game Store. And it is really freaking dope it is extremely cool to be honest i am having a well i had a blast playing it so you know we're doing something epic um coming up very very soon we have our next episode for may coming up and i am i am hyped for it i am very excited for it i'm turning off something down here uh i'm very excited for it because what that means is I get another asymmetrical game that I get a chance to play. And I am in love with games like that. So Evil Dead, again, if you're a fan of the series, you know the horror, that, the horror lore that goes along with that. The lineage and IP is well known. All of those things are connected. Uh, we, we, we know, you know, what it means to be in that space. We understand all of those parts. What, what makes it really cool is not only the, uh, the need and the want to, um, why can't I do that? Uh, the need and want to expand that universe. But I think, you know, what happens when you have a game where you have a singular, character kind of be the main focal point you wind up losing a lot of stuff right so like friday 13th when ilphonic made it you know everyone wants to play jason no one really wants to play the campers because the campers are usually underpowered they don't really feel that good uh this is not the case for the evil dead game the thing that makes this game pretty awesome is that not only the the ashes that you pick because you can pick multiple ashes or versions of them um the kind of you know campers or the other folks who are the 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 other players that you get to be within that five on one uh asymmetric game or four on one asymmetric game are all just as powerful like no one feels underpowered like you have really cool things that you can do in terms of not being the main person and being you know another person within that space who again they're pulling people from the D evil dead games in the, in the archives going really deep with with all of the the ways that those characters are connected so they all have lore and stuff like that they all they all kind of fall into different kinds of uh, types as well so you have the the folks who will help you kind of you know build faster you have folks who are doing you know different kinds of work healers the kinds of types that you know uh you know folks who have better defense or, or better offense those kinds of things what I, what came through in the play test that i had was how fun it was not only to play as the kind of the, the other characters who are not ash but 
also playing as the baddie was super fun it was so cool to play as a deadite in that game because you just get to be the biggest troll on the planet you get to troll the hell out of all of the players in the game when you when you play as a demon so there's three stages to a fight or to a round. So you go, uh, you have to kind of collect these pages of the Necrocomicon. You have to go collect this dagger. And then you have to go and fight the, the these evil demons at the end of a round as a player. Um, those parts feel really good. Those feel kind of uh, what you know and love from, you know, games of this ilk. But when you're playing as the Deadeye or the demon, one, you get a whole totally different camera that is not the usual like first person camera. You're literally flying around the map. You're flying through the map. You're seeing it right now. You're flying through the map. You're collecting these orbs of energy, this evil energy that gives you more ability to not only summon more demons to help you keep them from their tasks, but then you also get these kind of like boss demons that you get to be to help, you know, again, keep them from being able to uh, uh, complete the, the, the tasks that they have uh, during that moment. The things that make it cool are like you get to possess uh, certain things like the, the, there were two folks who were walking through or they were driving in a car and they were moving from one part of the map to go to find their friends in the other part of the map. And there are out of bounds areas that you can go to and you start to die. You like to lose energy and stuff. I, as a demon, took their car while they were in it, possessed it, ran them into like this really far back part of the map because they didn't know that I was, they knew I was possessing it, but they were like freaking out. They didn't know what to do. They were like, couldn't get out of the car at that moment. They were like messing it up. I drove them super far away from their friends and then got to like kill them because I like possessed the car that they were in, changed the way that they were, uh, uh, playing the, the round and like be a huge troll to them. You can like take over uh, other enemies and boost them. You can do this thing where you cause fear. So like if they're not around each other, their fear meter goes up. So that means that they wind up freaking out. You can possess other players in their grouping and use them against each other. So like you can take Ash and possess Ash and then because Ash has a shotgun in one of the permutations, you can use that shotgun to shoot the other players and cause damage to them and make them mess up. If you have a character who's really, really potent and they use a lot of ammo, you can possess that character if their fear is high enough and basically make them waste all their ammo, make them shoot all their guns into the field and make them waste ammo because ammo is, is kind of hard to come by. You can do so many different things. You can do like the old school jump scare that you saw when you were on the, on the internet back in the early nineties, when you used to go to a website and they used to kick a button and, and you get scared, like get a scare come up on the screen and freak you out. Like, there are so many different and fun and cool ways that you can mess around with the players. It is super fun and I'm so hyped to play this and I'm dying to play this with more people because it's going to be dropping. So 
I am hyped for this game. I am excited for it. I've been looking for something else that's more team-based because weirdly everybody fell off the map with Back for Blood. Like that thing just fell off the map in a, in a weird way. Saber Entertainment has been figuring out good ways to do this work and it's been kind of cool uh, to be able to see them really dig in here. The game looks beautiful too. Like the one thing about the Ilphonic game that was a, a small miss was they had the IP they had the blood and the gore, uh, but it didn't look as good as a game like this, right? Um, I think they are figuring out from the tech standpoint of making this thing look good. The, the the animations on the glory kills look dope. Like, and they change based on the weapon you have. So like I had a shovel and I hit the, the dead eye in the face with the shovel and then plunked down on the handle and the head popped off. Oh, I had like the, the dude like, Oh, it's so good. Like you can do all this cool stuff. Oh, like the, the like right now they're showing it like you know, Ash has the the chainsaw on his on his arm and he just rolls through and like chops people up. It's bloody. It's all that cool stuff. So if you love gore, this game is going to give you something. If you love team-based combat stuff, this game is going to give you something. If you like playing and, and and being a troll to your friends, this is going to be a fun game. It doesn't have proximity chat, but you can all chat within like the room like you like this will be a fun get on everyone get on discord jump into a room and talk kind of thing uh but i wish i had proximity chat it doesn't have proximity chat which is which is a little bit sad because i love that part about the jason game was the fact that you had proximity chat within it because it just adds another layer of stuff to all that game so the the, the the players that you have the other characters there are some really extensive uh skill trees for them and ash as well so that also leads to more play playability in the game um and again we're gonna put out a video for something epic uh this wednesday so make sure you're on our youtube channel uh make sure you're looking for and the subscribed and all that good stuff make sure you have notifications on uh because we talked to some of the folks about the game for something epic and uh, I think you're gonna like that conversation. It was a really fun convo. So make sure you're checking that out on our YouTube channel and all that goodness there. So for this episode of the Spawn of Me podcast, we're gonna get up out of here. I have some editing to do. I got some stuff. I gotta get the edit out for that something epic episode. Uh, so expect that out on Wednesday. Uh, and I'll be talking more on social about new job stuff uh, when the time is right um, and in some other things that are coming down the pipe. So everybody, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you're also when you go into your Apple uh, downloads or your Apple podcast player. Uh, make sure that you have auto downloads enabled. So if you go to the, the show, there's some ellipses in the upper right hand corner. Make sure the auto download is on because if I don't put out a show for a while, uh, sometimes they turn that off and winds up uh, you're not getting the episodes downloaded to your devices. So do that. Make sure that's in that space. Stick around for a couple of minutes for the after show. I want to uh, uh, talk to you really quick and show off more of the camera stuff real fast. Uh, for everybody else who's listening in audio form, thank you again for listening this week and every week. Everybody else, we're also, again, remember... Use our Spawn on Me code for the Epic Game Store. Uh, use that there. Also, um, go check out Something Epic. Uh, that's going to be dropping for May, our next one this Wednesday. Also, go check out the show that I host on NBC LX and 
Peacock TV called the People's Pregame. We had a fantastic show. It's all about the Fan Control Football League. Uh, and we have a whole bunch of dope folks that come on to hang out with me. Players, coaches, all those good folks who are playing in the league. Uh, we've been having cool episodes with them. So, you know, make sure you're checking out the stuff that I'm doing on NBC. And Spawnies is going to be coming up next year. We're starting to get things rolling for that. If you know folks who want to sponsor the show, hit me up on the DMs on Twitter at Khalif Adams. So make sure you're checking that stuff out as well. We're going to give some love to the folks who, who hung out today in the chat. Everybody else, we'll see you all next week. We may even throw another episode in this week. I'll see how things work to double up and make sure we were not missing stuff because there were some other conversations too that I may want to talk about or discuss. Maybe that'll show up on Wednesday when we do a potential live show on Wednesday. So check that out. This is going up today. We'll see you all very, very soon. Much love to you. Have a wonderful day. Peace. See you soon. <laughs>